Okay, welcome back listeners. Mike Murphy here, and I'm excited to bring you another episode of the ABB Solutions Podcast. I think you're gonna like this one today. We're talking condition monitoring. I realize this is a huge topic in the industry, but I wanna go further into the ABB Ability Smart Sensor. I brought in Sean Mullins, Digital Product Specialist for NEMA Motors. Sean, welcome. Hey Mike, thanks for having me today. Yeah, it's great having you. So I wanted to come at this topic from the point of view of someone that may be new to smart sensors on motors, and also some of the questions we're gonna dive a bit deeper that I think veterans in this area would also find useful. So uh, let's get started. Condition monitoring, typically we hear uh, that, that these devices measure temperature and vibration. But Sean, can you first just talk about what happens as motor temperature rises? Sure. You know, as motor temperature rises, you can actually start seeing a breakdown in uh, your motor's health. And what that breakdown comes in is your insulation starts degrading, or you can actually start causing premature failures with your bearings. All right. So let's talk more about what the motor's seeing. Uh, what kind of temp ranges can, can the windings take? So the temperature range of the motor actually varies on the design. Uh, NEMA specifies the maximum allowable insulation temperature by class codes, and it's class A, B, F, and H. Typical common motors usually use about a, a class B or a class F. Class F, for an example, is 155 degrees C, whereas a high-performance motor that might need to be operated in a high ambient temperature might be rated for class H, which is 180 degrees C. Okay. Now, what's important about this is to know where your motor's operating, whether it's in a high altitude, maybe where the air is going to be thinner, it won't cool as effectively, or maybe it's just in a, a small confined area where it just gets really hot. You need to know where your motor's going to be operating at. You need to know how hot the motor can get and then what the ambient temperature is. Because there's a rule of thumb in the industry that every... 10 degrees C over the maximum allowable temperature for your insulation, your motor life is halved. And that's very important to consider because motors are typically for, there are very high investments and they're usually using critical applications. So if you're decreasing your motor life by half by not using either the right motor or not cooling it effectively, you know, you're really shortening your life and ruining your investment. Sure. Okay. So tying this back to a sensor, if it's able to measure temperature, you could almost um, identify whether or not you've got the right motor for the environment, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, this is one of the situations where you could simply just look at the temperature, the real temperature of your motor, and you're going to be able to see, you know, maybe I'm overloading the motor. Maybe my equipment's got a drag or there's something caught up in a shaft or a pulley or a belt. Uh, maybe... Like I said, maybe I just have an undersized motor, you know, or maybe the, the cooling is not cooling the motor effectively like it needs to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like typically maybe in the industry, you'll see the motor nameplate. And if the, the motor, for instance, fails because maybe it's it's not specified correctly for the environment. Well, guess what? They just order the same motor. Well, if you order the same motor, well, it, it might not perform as, as well as it should. So, so I, th I can see how a sensor could, could help you better identify uh, for the specific application. Sean, uh, let's talk about bearings, uh, sticking with temperature. What, what might a sensor show regarding the bearings? Well, first off, the, the sensor, the ABB Ability Smart Sensor is actually mounted on the outside of the motor on the skin, on the frame. So you're going to be reading skin temperature 
which is going to be primarily the temperature you're seeing from the winding, uh, the motor windings. If a bearing is failing and causing drag, you know, obviously it's going to create an extra drag and require the motor to use higher amperage, which drives up your heat and your sensor is going to be able to pick that up through the skin temperature. Okay. So any further issues? So that's now skin temperature. What about vibration? Oh yeah. So our, the sensor also will pick up vibration. You know, we use a three axis vibration sensor with an ultrasonic acoustic sensing uh, sensor. So if your bearing starts degrading, it gets too hot and maybe starts to fail. The sensor will start picking up these early signs of failure. Okay. I'm going to touch on that three axis here in just a second. So back to bearings, sticking with them, many motor factures have what's called the bearing RTDs right? So how would a sensor differ from just say using bearing RTDs? Well, the motor sensor, like I said, it's mounted on the frame of the motor. So you're going to get skin temperature, whereas an RTD can be a little bit more accurate because you can locate the RTD close to the bearing. Okay. Now you're going to get really good readings of the bearing temperature. However, there's some downsides to that just because one, you got to be able to get the RTD to the bearing. And some designs, whether it's just a complicated motor design or maybe it's too small or what, whatever it may be, it, you, you physically just can't put an RTD near the bearing. And the other side of the coin there is the RTDs are just a sensing device. They will record the resistance due to the temperature. And then you have to have an outside device that can determine what this reading means. And then with that, you have to be able to make a determination whether it needs to do something, whether it needs to tell the user that there's a high temperature or whatever. So there's some extra equipment that goes along with RTDs. They do give you very good, uh, accurate readings, but you know, with the smart sensor, it's doing the computing, it's working with our portal. It can actually email you and text you that, hey, your temperature is getting a little too hot. You might need to uh, inspect and maybe do some maintenance here. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. All right. So this three axis vibration, I'll read on, on some of our, our documentation and I'm quoting uh, three axis for vibration and ultrasonic acoustic sensing technology. C can you break that down in layman's for me? What, what does that really mean? Well, what it really means is just, you know, we're starting to look for these very early signs of failure that a human simply just cannot detect with their ear or, you know, by feeling, you know, so an ultrasonic acoustic sensor is really starting to listen for those bearings, starting to skid, pitting. And like I said, it's ultrasonic. So it's extremely small vibrations and sounds that you just simply can't hear. But this, our smart sensor can, and it can hear it long before uh, any catastrophic failure. So it gives you plenty of time to see that there might be some maintenance coming. Go ahead and schedule some maintenance. Maybe we need to go ahead and get some new bearings in order or get a new motor in here, whatever it may be. But it all revolves around just keeping your operation running up, you know, up and running longer with minimal downtime. Okay. All right. Great. All right. So sensor technology, I, I, I'm wondering if a lot of people in the industry still find it complicated. So how do you answer these concerns? Um, let, let's just say I, I order my smart sensor with my Bowdoin Lines motor. Talk, talk me through it. Like, like, what am I seeing in the box? Like, how, how do I even mount this this device? Sure. You know, so we've made it really easy to actually use this device. So the sensor technology is complicated, but we've made it. We designed this sensor in a way and designed the tools that go along with it to make it easy for our 
for our customers. So uh, when you get it in the box, it's got one single bolt for mounting. We have very easy to mount uh, mounting kits. So we can actually put this on a fin frame motor, a rolled steel smooth frame motor, or actually the nice thing about it, you can put it on any rotating piece of equipment. So that may be uh, a gearbox or bearing or whatever it may be, whatever rotates. So when you receive the sensor, we have very nice instructions. It's very simple to mount your mounting kit to. And then that single bolt, the hardware comes with the sensor. It's a single bolt that goes through the center of the sensor. And once you're bolted on there, you're ready to commission the sensor and uh, start monitoring your motor. Okay. All right. Well, you you brought it up. So here's here's the, the million-dollar question. The sensor's mounted to the motor. How how complicated is it to to connect the sensor to, say, my phone? It's not difficult at all, actually. So we have an app. It's very easy to download from the App Store or the Android Store. And then you create a user account. And then after that, you follow the online instruction or the in-app instructions that walks you step-by-step step on how to commission the sensor to activate it. Uh, it uses near-field communication technology. So you just get your phone near the sensor, follow the instructions. And then after that, you're going to use your motor nameplate data such as your horsepower, your speed, your voltage, your bearing types, which is all listed on the nameplate. And you're going to enter that. Uh, and it walks you through that. And then after that, you're going to set up your user profile. So maybe you want this to be named conveyor number one in building B. Uh, so you're going to walk through that there. So, And then you can also go ahead and set up your user profiles. Do you want one maintenance person seeing these, this select set of motors, or do you want 10 maintenance people looking at this select set of motors. Okay. So you're not restricted to just one person having all the data. What, what What's an advantage to that? Oh, well, you know, a lot of these plants run 24 seven, multiple shifts. So you're going to need multiple people. Let's say we have uh, different maintenance supervisors on all three shifts. Well, it would make sense if all three maintenance supervisors have access to this data. Another example could be Maybe a maintenance supervisor works at a plant down in Florida, and he just needs to be concerned with his motors in Florida, whereas the, another facility is up in Georgia. Well, you need that maintenance team to be focused on their motors in Georgia. Uh, but maybe you have a national uh, supervisor to over maintenance. He, he wants to know all of it, you know, so he can see all that, and then he can have his team set up to where their team can only see their select set of motors. So it really makes it nice and configurable and just gets the data to the right people. Okay. All right. Very neat. Okay. The sensors installed, the profiles are set now. So what am I seeing on the, on my phone do, do are there pre-installed parameters? Uh, can, can you talk me through some of the, these, um, these additional ways to be notified? Can, can you walk me through that? Sure. So the sensor is going to come with pre-installed parameters and warnings. So what that means is, we, as an industry, we know a certain temperature is not good, obviously is not what you want for your motor. So the sensor is already set up to go ahead and start notifying you if the, scent, like speed or the, the temperature or maybe the vibration gets too high over these thresholds. Now, what's nice about the sensor in the portal is you can actually go in and change these parameters a little bit. So, for example, let's say you do have a motor that's in a high ambient application where it's just it's going to run hotter. But you were smart and you you had a class H motor with a class H insulation, so it can run hotter and it's safe. Well, you might be able to or you can go in and adjust your parameters up to where it won't constantly be sending you false notifications because you know it's okay. So you can do you can change these 
modif uh, notifications for vibration and temperature and um, other performance parameters in the portal. And you can also change how you want to be notified. So it, it is an app on your phone, so you can have push notifications that pop up on your phone and say, hey, motor number one is seeing too much vibration. Uh, you can also have emails sent to your phone or sent to uh, your maintenance team if if that's how you want to set it up. So there's a lot of uh, variability in how you want to do that. Okay. Uh, possibly even motor design too, correct? Like don't we have other motor designs that may typically run hotter than others? Yeah, absolutely. You know, our RPMAC motors, they run what we would quote unquote call hot, but it's just normal for them. So th those are that's a good example of a motor that might need to be adjusted, have the parameter adjusted a little bit higher. Uh, you might have some applications that just see a little bit more vibration than normal, like uh, maybe a crusher duty motor. Okay. And so th these are parameters you might need to adjust a little bit to to make sure you don't constantly get false notifications that there's something bad when you know that it's not an issue. Gotcha. So at startup, it might be best to just allow for uh, a certain amount of runtime, right? To kind of set your, your baseline. Yeah, that, that's exactly what you need to do. So it, you need to let it run and it'll start trending the data. So by default, our sensors will wake up every hour and it records what it sees at that moment and then it sends it to the portal. If you're connected, if it's connected to the internet, if, you, if you're not connected to the internet, it'll actually store the data for 30 days. So you can just go to your phone and record the data with your phone, but it'll start trending the data which starts creating your graphs that you'll see either in the app or if you go on the portal on your computer, uh, you'll start seeing the trend data and the trend lines, and you can start really making a determination of what's normal. And once you get these basic trend lines, you can start seeing what's normal, and then you'll start seeing what is abnormal. And I have a good example, yeah. uh, a real-life example, if you'd like to hear that. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Give me an example of that. So this is a true-life example from a customer. They they were just doing everything right. They were simply just doing uh, routine maintenance, and they decoupled their motor from their load, and they were doing their maintenance on their machine there. When the teams recoupled the motor back to the device, that whatever their machine was that they were running, they used one bolt that was actually longer than the others. So when they turned the motor on, they saw really high vibration, and which was odd because it had really been, you know, the trend data previously had been low. And this day, you see this the, the vibration jumped up. So they decided something wasn't right. They went back, looked at it, and they found this one bolt that was too long, which was throwing the, uh, the coupling out of balance. And as soon as they corrected the bolt, they put the right bolt back in there, the vibration went back down to normal temperatures. So... You know, you, you can think if they didn't catch this, didn't have a sensor on there and didn't catch this, it's going to lead to premature bearing failures within possibly the motor, Certainly. possibly within whatever their driven load was. So uh, this is a good example of where a sensor may have saved their motor and also saved their driven device. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, the difference in cost between a bolt versus a, a new new drive system. Yes, that, that's substantial. Wow, that, that that's a really powerful uh, success story. So this kind of leads me down the path of helping out maintenance teams, like like the scheduling of, of maintenance to applications. Can, can you share with me some examples on, on how that could benefit maintenance teams? Oh, absolutely. You know, so you look at it today. If your maintenance team doesn't know what's going on, with their system, you're just going to do routine maintenance. So maybe every two weeks you need to go grease this bearing or go grease this motor or go clean this off. With the 
a device like a smart sensor, the ABB Ability Smart Sensor, you can start making wise, informed decisions of what needs worked on versus what's prob- what's okay, right? If your motor's not getting too hot, you know it's greased, it's not vibrating, then why do you need to really go shut your system down and inspect your devices, right? So now you can make informed decisions, get your maintenance teams on the critical applications that you're seeing maybe is starting to fail or is a little bit more important to work on there. One good example there is applications where maybe there's a lot of dust, like a paper and pulp application, where the pulp kind of accumulates on the motor and the cooling degrades. Okay. But if you know For one example. motor's not getting getting hot, then obviously you don't need to go clean it. But if one motor is continuously getting hot, it's building up, it's not able to cool, you know that, that's a, a sign that a you need to go work on it, and then two. Maybe you need to find a different means of cooling for that motor to make your application run longer, right? Okay, excellent. You know, it's funny. I feel like we tend to talk so much about product efficiency. A device like this could almost help facility manage their their personnel efficiency. That so that that's really interesting. So now you're turning it from uh, instead of a reactive to to proactive. Sean, you mentioned uh, earlier about uh, setting up the profiles. I, I've heard that this has been a concern just through channels I, I've listened to. Who owns the data? So that's a really good question. And security comes up just about every time we talk about using the cloud. Uh, it's very important for our customers, and it's also very important for ABB. So. ABB, uh, the sensor's data is actually collected and sent to the cloud. And then some of the data is actually calculated and sent to the portals. But all this data is encrypted. It's 128-bit encryption. Uh, It uses Microsoft's encryption codes up in the cloud. And then the nice thing is the user's data belongs to the user. ABB can't see the data. We don't have access to the data unless a customer were to give us uh, access, which would they would treat us just like uh, maybe when they treat treat their employees, and they'd have to go into the portal and say, "Hey, this this person from ABB can access these motors that have smart sensors on them." And to extend on that, a lot of people are kind of confused about the sensor, and they're concerned that, well, can the sensor control my motor and control my devices? And the answer is no. The sensor is just recording data from it and transmitting it and calculating it to a visible means of saying, hey, this is how your motor is performing. But it is not a controller. It does not control your devices. It cannot shut anything down. It can just alert you to tell you, you might want to shut something down because there's an issue with your device, right? Sure. So as far as security goes, it's it's extremely safe. There's a couple of different ways that you can keep it off. Uh, customers can keep it out of their, their internet access if they'd like. You know, the sensors can communicate through the customer's Wi-Fi or internet if they would like that, if they're okay with that, or they can keep it off uh, completely off their internet and use a maybe like a wireless cellular modem to communicate to all the sensors. That way, their concerns with security can be completely eliminated. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. So, Sean, th- that was a good explanation on on getting people in the door in this condition monitoring world, right? Using the ABB's Ability Smart Sensor. So uh, what does this program include? So the Smart Motor program is actually, uh, it includes a ABB Ability Smart Sensor, 12 months of ABB Ability service, so at full access to all the portal, uh, the portal, the app, all of the uh, reporting data that comes along with that. 
And the program is actually going to be set around 50 horsepower and higher severe duty motors and also our 400, 440 frame motors. So all you have to do is ask your local salesperson if, if your motor qualifies and ABB will upgrade your motor at no cost to a smart motor, which will, in, which will be the motor and the sensor together. Okay. Okay, great. What other advantages might there be to this smart motor program? So, you know, we've talked a lot about vibration and temperature that you can see with the, the smart sensors. But another big advantage is our sensor actually has a magnetometer on it. So what that does is actually read magnetic flux of the motor. And the benefit of this is now you can see the speed of the motor. You can see the calculated efficiency of the motor, how long your motor is running. The nice part about this is it gives you the calculated power consumption. So think about that. You can start seeing the parent power, real power, and KVARs that you're using. So that means you can start looking at your fleet and seeing how efficient your fleet is. And this is going to open up the doors to give our customers access to see an easy way to see, well, maybe I'm not, my whole operation isn't as efficient as I thought it was. Are there some opportunities to either change motors or change equipment to uh, increase our efficiency? Oh, that's, that's powerful for sure. Well, Sean, let, let's go ahead and address some potential concerns. Do the part numbers to the motor change at all in this program? No, that's the nice thing about it. The part numbers do not change. Uh, the sensor will be included uh, as an accessory. So you, you'll still mount it to the motor. The motors are still the same as they are today. Uh, so it makes it really easy to just get your hands on a smart motor and start seeing how you're going to see the value and the benefit for your, com uh, for your company. All right. Very good. Very good. Sean, last question. I know we're going to have a lot of listeners interested in this. So where can they go for more information on smart motors? Well, as always, you can reach out to a local sales unit, one of our district offices. Our salespeople are trained. If you want some information today, you can go to baldor.com, go down to our advanced services tab, and you will find smart sensors for motors. There we have some uh, literature that you can download, look at, videos, links to our FAQ pages so you can see uh, a lot more information. And as always, definitely reach out to a distributor and reach out to our local sales units. They they are full of you know mountains of knowledge on, on smart sensors and our motors. All right. Very good. Very good. Sean, I think that's a perfect place to stop. Hey, uh, thank you so much for talking to me. Uh, more on smart sensors. I, I, I do feel like we've allowed our listeners to to not only learn a little bit more about them, but, but the setups and just some of the, the ins and outs. So that, that that's very good. Sean said it best. As always, reach out to your local salesperson or visit our web pages. And please keep tuning in to the ABB Solutions podcast, wherever you find your podcast. Till next time. Thanks and have a great day.